Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Coming up on NBA Today, we have up-to-the-minute reporting on when we will see these stars back in action. Adrian Wojnarowski, Ramona Shelburne, they are standing by with the latest. And Zach Lowe, he says tonight's matchup between the Warriors and the Mavs is the most important game of the season thus far. Huh, Zach coming in hot today. Don't miss that discussion. Plus, Donovan Mitchell with another poster. But what is it good enough to make Perk's love letter to the NBA? I mean, Perk doing poetry? Sign me up. We begin today's show with Paul George, though. He exited the Clippers game on Tuesday night against the Thunder after colliding with OKC guard Lou Dort's knee. He landed a little bit awkwardly here. He had to be helped back to the locker room. And Om Young Masuk, he reported that George exited Crypto.com Arena on a cart. For more, we bring in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what more can you tell us about Paul George's injury here? Uh, a, a right knee sp- uh, sprain. Uh, Malika, uh, two to three weeks on a, a reevaluation of that knee, and the Clippers expect he's going to be out uh, at least the rest of the regular season. Um, nine games left, and I think for the Clippers, this is deflating news. This was a team uh, that, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, started to look like you know it could play with anybody in what feels like a wide open Western Conference, uh, but they don't know right now. Uh, based on this knee injury, if they could get Paul George back in the playoffs. Certainly, I think he's out now, uh, at least for this regular season. This is a team that was 6-11 and without him uh, this season, and certainly this becomes very much a Kawhi Leonard-centric team uh, without Paul George, mm-hmm. uh, who now uh, you know sits here for the rest of the regular season, and then they'll get a better idea with the Clippers if there's any chance, if they make the playoffs, uh, if he could return. But this is a team uh, right now that uh, even though they're in fifth place, you know, you lose two games in the West, and all of a sudden you're on the outside looking in in the play. And so they have their work cut out for them with what right now is the 10th toughest schedule left Mm. uh, the rest of the way. Well, the Clippers, they currently sit at fifth in the Western Conference. Woj, thank you. Please don't go too far. I want to bring in the rest of the panel here as we begin NBA Today, presented by American Express. Zach, your reaction to this news? Yeah, I mean, it's it's troubling. Norm Powell's also hurt, by the way, so they keep they keep on taking hits. Woj mentioned their margin for error is, is very little just to escape the play-in tournament and even to make the playoffs. And I just looked it up right now. They are losing or have lost tiebreakers to Minnesota, Hmm. Utah, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Dallas, and Phoenix. So they can't really hang their hat on a lot of tiebreakers. And look, they played Oklahoma City last night. Every time they play the Thunder, that throws into relief what they gave up to build this team. And the clock continues to tick. The older Paul and Kawhi get, Hmm. the more injury-prone they're going to get, the more likely seasons will go sideways like this. 
it's just you just cross your fingers because when they are whole, they can play with anybody. They could make a finals run when they are healthy. We just got to cross our fingers for that timetable to be on the short side. Mm. So two years ago, we all kind of had Kawhi Leonard as like a top five player in the league. Right, and we've been waiting on him to get healthy. He's healthy now. And playing right? a lot. Right, and he's playing a lot. So I look at the time when he was in Toronto. Yes, he had Kyle Lowry and the young Fred Van Vliet and Siakam, but those guys wasn't at the time like all-star caliber players except for Kyle Lowry, right? And when I look at the pieces around him right now that he have, he have a Russell Westbrook. Big Zubak has been playing some exceptional ball. Terrence Mann has shown us signs that he's capable of rising to the occasion, even in the postseason. So when I see guys like Nicholas Batum, who's the experienced vet, and I see the inconsistency of the Western Conference. Yeah, wide I'm open. Not, yeah, it is wide open. So it's not like I just have the the utmost, like the 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 ultimate trust in in the Nuggets, and I just have trust in the Golden State Warriors, and I don't and, and trust in all those teams in the West that I could just say I'm gonna count the Clippers out even without Paul George. Mm. And speaking of without Paul George, the Clippers are four and two when Kawhi Leonard is the only star, no PG on the floor. So you would think that hey, if this is go time, that they still have a chance. But it's kind of wild to me, you guys, that at this point in the year we're approaching April that this team that is fifth in the West might think about slipping out of the playoffs. Like, it's crazy that the reality is, especially with the play-in, that this team without Paul George for likely, you know, the being reevaluated in two to three weeks could slide. And that's just like you said, Perk, the craziness of the West. Look at the standings right there. They're five. 35 losses, the 10th seed, 36 losses. This is crazy. They need him now. But I do think there's still, I guess you can say, hope for them in the sense that if they can keep buying time, maybe you'll have the health. But health has not consistently been on the Clippers' side. It is not. And it's been been a rough season for Paul George considering the amount of time he's missed. He missed seven straight games with a knee issue in November and December. He missed five straight games with a hamstring issue in January. It's, I guess, the best possible news considering the way that it looked watching the game last night. But, man, you just wish for Paul George's sake. He's so much fun to watch. that He's going to get back and get healthy because the Clippers absolutely need him. I want to shift to another team in the Western Conference. It is a news-packed morning here, my friends. We're talking about Zion Williamson. Woj, what more can you tell us about Zion? Malika, reevaluated with that uh, hamstring injury in another two weeks. He's going to start ramping up on the court doing more uh, and then you know, they'll get a, se- a better sense but probably two or three games left in the regular season whether Zion Williamson can return uh, to this season uh, New Orleans bunched up you know with uh, a number of teams fighting for those uh, final play-in spots in the West and so two weeks I think both Zion Williamson and the Pelicans will have a better idea if he's ready to come back if there's time left in this season, where are the Pelicans in the standings? Do right. the games still mean something? Uh, and is he ready to return? Clear picture in about 14 days. Right, because two weeks puts us at about April 5th, and their season, regular season, ends around April 9th. Woj, thank you. Please do not go too far. The, the stat, though, Cheney, that is a little bit staggering to me, he has played Zion Williamson in 114 of 298 games over four years in his career. Again, 114 games over four years in his career. That translates to roughly 38% of games played. Wow. What do you make of this? Take a look. Okay, what I make of this is what is the risk? And what is the return? 
because to me, it's very high risk for a player of his caliber if there's two or three games left and you see that you're in the, what, 12th or so spot, even though you can move up, do you want him to come back and sort of jeopardize his position right now at this point in the season? Or are you already doing what we've done multiple times and say, all right, let's give him a better shot next year? I think that's hard because we love Zion. I think when he hits the floor, he's like, probably like 50 to 60 percent from the field 26 points per game but then as like you just want to protect him at all costs and I just don't see so much upside and okay he's back to play the final two games of a season where maybe you make the playoffs what is the benefit in that Mm. look short term they're already 12th Jose Alvarado is also going to miss most of the rest of the season if not all of it they've been banged up across the board CJ McCollum's playing with an injury in his thumb and his shooting hand which has hampered him I just, without Zion, I just don't see how they can hang in this race. I mean, I think they have probably the least chance to make the play-in of all the teams that we just showed on the crazy standings. Uh, Here's their schedule. It's pretty tough. It's even between home and road. They don't get a great schedule benefit. Their tiebreaker situation isn't great. They're just shorthanded. Long-term, with Zion, they're awesome. That's how good he is. He takes this team, and he makes them awesome. 114 games in four years. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I'm not saying that someone has made a mistake here or they're just blamed to be thrown around. 114 games in four years. At what point do we start talking about this like kind of a crisis for the Pelicans? Like how can you build your team with the uncertainty of when is this guy going to play? That's 25 games a year and I just don't know. I mean, hopefully next year he plays more, but this is every season and I just don't know when we start talking about this is like, this seems to is like a permanent state of affairs now, and it's a, it's the it, the whole organization is up in the air because of it. <laughs> you know what's what so I, funny? <laughs> because I would trade them. I would actually trade Zion to who? I would find well, a pack, find somebody. I would find someone and trade them because again, you just asked the question about for us, like basically, can you trust him to be your franchise guy? And since he came in the league, no, because you can't you can't trust that he's going to be available on the floor. And so when I look at this situation, I'm like, okay, this is starting to be a trend. Like, every single season, we like, oh, Zion and lost weight. Zion looks healthy. Then all of a sudden, this happens. If I'm the Pelicans, I have Brandon Ingram. I have uh, C.J. McCullen. I have a bunch of young pieces that are over there playing extremely hard that has a bright future. I would actually consider trading him this offseason, to be honest with you. That's a bold one, Perk, and I, and, and I don't think it's – I actually don't think it's that off the wall because they do have a bunch of good young players. Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, yeah. Dyson Daniels. Yep. On and on. They also have a million picks, including a a lot of Lakers picks, which could be pretty valuable. I just – trading someone at this point in his value is usually a losing proposition. They would find someone. They would find someone Mm -hmm. because the talent is that enticing. To me, that feels early. It feels sad. But I do – the the word you use, trust – I just I don't I, that makes it that makes it seem like it's like someone's fault. I don't no, know no, 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 no. It just it just it just is what it, it is. It, right? it's, 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 just, it's basically me. he doesn't play. Well, well, I'm questioning like when I say trust, do you trust his body? And like, that and that's the thing. That, he is a linebacker playing football and jumping through the roof. We just haven't seen that body type ever. Right. Well, and the fact of the matter is he hasn't played since January 2nd. He's missed 35, uh, the last 35 games. And and you said, well, can you trust him to play more than 25? The the most games that he's played consecutively is 25 games. And that's that's just 
what we're looking at here today. Yeah, that is what we're looking at. I do think that when he is on the floor, he sort of makes you feel like you can forget all of those things. Right. He's that solved. Good he's point. young. He's capable. Also, like there's so many underrated aspects of his game, his ability to pass, his ability to dribble, his ability to score. And this is what I love about him the most. You don't have to run a play for Zion Williamson to be successful. He can go out there and get you quiet, efficient buckets. But I do understand a little bit what this feels like because I'm someone who has dealt with two major injuries. I missed a lot of games. But, you know, I joined a team where I was not necessarily like the franchise player just so that I can prove that I still have value. He is the franchise player. He's the guy that you build around. He's the one that was transcended around the entire game. And so I do think that it's hard to trust in, in what you're seeing by the numbers. But you also know that that trust is like, oh, I'm good when you see him on the floor. They got closer to finding a good system for Zion because this year he looked better, he looked stronger, yeah. and then you still got the same result. You just have to sort of hope that, all right, maybe we can keep minimizing those, those games that you miss to have a productive season. I just think about sitting down with him on media day in New Orleans and him the look on his face, how excited he was to feel like he was healthy, like he was getting going, and then it just is, is unfortunately the same story. And we hope, as fans of the game, man, you oh. just want to see Zion out Ooh. there because he yeah. is so much fun to watch. We are reacting to the news, the development that he will be reevaluated. He's resumed basketball, cleared for basketball activities. He will be reevaluated, Zion Williamson, in two weeks. Let's get to John Morant, another developing story that we've been following. Memphis head coach Taylor Jenkins said Morant is making his return for the Grizzlies after serving an eight-game suspension for conduct that was detrimental to the league. For more, I want to welcome back senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what is the plan for John Morant tonight? Well, just what Taylor Jenkins said yesterday, and that's make his return uh, to this season. He was eligible to play on Monday uh, against Dallas, uh, but he had been away from basketball enough that he needed uh, some time to ramp up. He got on the court on Monday, was at practice on Tuesday, and then was at the team shoot-around today. So he's ready to make his return uh, to a Grizzly season that without him, you know, this team has continued to play well. Uh, they've solidified themselves you know, at the top of the Western standings, just behind Denver. And now they get back uh, their superstar uh, as they start to make uh, kind of round third, head for home on the regular season, and then make their push in the playoffs. They're 34 and 19 with Morant. Without Morant, they are 10 and 8. Woj, thank you so much for keeping us updated and informed with all of the news around the NBA. We still have a lot to get to on this show, though, because Jason Tatum, woo, he laid the smackdown in Sacramento last night. Whoa. Can I say the, sa the smackdown in Sacktown? Yeah, you can. All right. All right. <laughs> going with the smackdown in Sacktown. It's a good thing Mark Jones, who has much better bars than I, is joining us right here on NBA Today. Did y'all see this from Donovan Mitchell? Yes. I mean, insane. We need a spider oh. top of the top. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Willis was the guy who kept us together. He was the galvanizer for our team. He was the captain. The players all had such great respect, not only on the Knicks, but around the league. We got a whistle on the play, and Willis is hurt. I was thinking, well, there goes the championship. At that point, I just figured, well, that's the end of it. We can't do it without Willis. That was the moment to try. I mean, if I was going to fail, I wanted to fail there with the rest of our guys trying to get it done, and that, cause that's the kind of team we had. The Lakers have stopped, and uh, they're just watching Willis uh, go through his warm-ups. They stopped warming up. They stopped doing what they were doing to look and see how Willis was. Well, something told me then we might have these guys. Then he goes on to hit his first two shots, both from the side, jump shots 15, 20 feet out. And, of course, the crowd is you know, it's one of the louder crowds I've heard at any event. The New York Knicks are the world champions. And truly, again, our congratulations. You've offered, I think, the best that the human spirit can offer. Willis Reed died on Tuesday, and that moment from Game 7 of the 1970 NBA Finals, it has become one of the most iconic images in all of sports. Watching that video back, I actually got goosebumps. And the Knicks remembered their former captain in a statement saying, we will always strive to uphold the standards he left behind, the unmatched leadership, sacrifice, and work ethic that personified him as a champion among champions. Now, the Knicks, they were off, but arenas across the NBA paid tribute to Reed before tip-off. That includes the NHL with the Rangers playing in Madison Square Garden last night. And then voices across social media, they remembered Reed as well. Sixers head coach Doc Rivers, he said, I loved this man. He was my assistant coach when I was a player. And with the Hawks, he was simply a great person, a man, a leader, a winner. And then Carmelo Anthony posted this photo of himself with Reed and LeBron James with the caption, rest in power, captain. And then here is today's New York Daily News with the headline, He Was Our Heart. NBA Today will be back after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With less than a month left in the season, the West couldn't be more jammed up. I mean, it's the NBA. If you're not cut out for this, you're in the wrong business. Would I rather than have a sound and secure spot in the postseason? Yeah, who wouldn't? Back on the wall, I'm ready for war. If I beat them before, I could beat them again. They thought I was done. I went on a run and beat all the eyes and got even again. As a competitor, you relish in the moments of the most important games, and we're coming down to the home stretch. Every game is so vital for our playoff stakes. countdown is on because there are only 18 days left in the regular season. So much in the West, it remains in flux. So for more, we're joined by ESPN senior writer Ramona Shelburne. You wrote a story that was published on ESPN.com this morning about Carl Anthony Towns. He's been sidelined since November 28th, but is expected to return tonight. I think a question that a lot of folks have is just what what took so long, frankly? Yeah, I mean, when he first went down, I think the expectation would be just be a couple of months, right? Mm-hmm. It was a grade three calf calf strain, which is basically a tear, so it's a very serious injury. But about six weeks into the recovery process, he he essentially retore it. He mm-hmm. was in the boot. Got out of the boot for one week, got back on the court, was doing some jab sets, did a little too much, and just completely retore the calf muscle and right back in the boot. But this time you have to be even more careful when you have a, a calf injury that serious. He had to get blood drawn out of it. It would pull in his calf. He, was, he had a boot on. I mean, it was a really uncomfortable injury. And it's the, the kind of injury you don't mess around with as a mm-hmm. big man because we all saw what happens when big men like Kevin Durant have a calf injury that could lead to an Achilles injury, but he feels great now. Okay, so he is on his way yeah. back, and the Wolves, they are firmly in the play-in picture. They sit at ninth. What is Kat saying about reintegrating with this team that he's, he's been away with for, for a yeah. while? I mean, he hasn't been on the bench because of the nature of the injury. You can't sit there at seven feet tall right. with your foot in a boot and have the blood pool into your calf, right? So he was in the back watching, but he was taking notes. He was taking He's like, I have papers full of notes that I was sharing with Rudy Gobert wow. and Anthony Edwards. He goes, I I am so excited to get going with these two players because my job as the veteran is to make them great. He he and Anthony Edwards have gotten much closer this year, and he goes, I can make his life easy. Mm. I can make Rudy Gobert's life easy. He goes, Anthony Edwards should be out there. He said, I want to see him be great, reach levels of greatness. I can help him do that. He's so young. I want to make his job as easy as possible. He Cat is a willing passer, and I remember talking to him last year. Both of them number one overall picks. He knows the pressure that goes along with that. He went through that with this organization. He wants to be the vet that mm-hmm. he didn't have when he came into the league. Interesting. I'm taking notes during... Literally has binders. It's sitting in Christmas. I mean, that's meetings. what Chanae and Zach do when they're not on a segment. <laughs> they're sitting off to the side taking yeah. notes. Um, but the Wolves, the way that the West is laid out right now, they're, they're only a half game behind the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are in a big one tonight against the Golden State Warriors. What are you hearing on the status of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic for that well, one? Luka Doncic has been missed the last five games yeah. with that thigh injury, but he's going to be back tonight. And he's been very diligent in his rehab. He, he, they, they could have come back maybe a little sooner, but they wanted to make sure he was really back to stay back. That's one of those injuries that you don't want to have a relapse here. But they are so 
in, they're in such a tight race there. I mean, this is a rematch of the Western Conference Finals last year, mm. but it's basically a game to stay out of the play-in tournament. Yeah. The Warriors and the Mavs are right there at six and seven, and this game is so important for both of them. And I, you know, Luka Doncic comes back in this game. The Warriors don't have Andrew Wiggins, don't have Gary Payton Jr. But I heard some good news on Gary Payton Jr. He's been working out. He's had that core muscle injury the whole time, which is essentially just strengthening his core. Like they want to make sure that that core is going to hold up, and they they're optimistic that he can come back in the next couple of games. Hmm. Oh, some good news for Golden State yeah. there. It's going to be a big one tonight on ESPN. Ramona Shelburne, thank you so very much. There's there's just so much left, though, that's going to decide the playoff picture. The standings, they suffer so much each night. Take a look at how they are right now because they won't stay that way for long, especially following our ESPN doubleheader tonight. It starts with the Mavs and the Warriors, and then it's followed with the Suns and the Lakers. Kurt Goldsberry, he has more. The Warriors come into Dallas just one game over 500 in clinging to the last guaranteed playoff spot out west. How has this happened? We're trying to win a road game. Simply put, this team wins at home and loses on the road. Welcome to the Warriors road trip. And the differences are staggering. Everything is golden at home, where the Dubs still look like champs. They are 29-7, ranked fifth in net rating and third in defense. But everything falls apart away from the Bay. On the road, the Warriors are 8-29, ranked 27th in net rating, and get this, 28th in defense. Last year's title team ranked fourth in road defense. And as for Monday's victory in Houston, it was Golden State's first road win since January. The 11-game road losing streak is over. The biggest single difference is their opponent's three-point shooting. The road warriors are allowing teams to make over 40% of their threes this year, and those teams are racking up over 43 points per night on triples alone. Kind of sick of it at this point. The Dubs rank 29th in both opponent three-point percentage and opponent three-pointers made per game. That's bad. Find that competitive nature. I know it's in there. This dynasty was built on beating teams from beyond the three-point line. It's now on the ropes because opponents are giving the Splash Brothers a taste of their own medicine. Thank you, Kirk. Next on NBA Today, Jason Tatum. He was on fire last night in Sacramento. But we've got the voice of the Kings and ESPN's Mark Jones here to tell us what's right. Fox pulls up for the winner. Got it. Express yourself. Can you do something for me? Put them on a flight like an IG model. Get the Louis up there. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Hello, everybody. I'm Mark Jones, chopping it up at the Champions Lounge Cafeteria at ESPN Los Angeles. Hey, I'm your host, and lunchtime is about to begin, so let's get straight to the action. Oh, she hit it with the sauce. Straight butter. Oh, my, that's hotter than fish grease. Oh, put it on a platter. Splash down. Put those chips on a flight like an IG model. You know, something about lunchtime reveals responsibilities and how you handle those responsibilities, the weight of those responsibilities. And in the end, you can answer the question, do those answers work for you or not? 
Do those responsibilities devastate you or elevate you? NBA Today and Malika, lunch is over. Back to you. <laughs> there is nothing that Mark Jones cannot call. I mean, excellent acting from our production yes. staff, Brianna, Forrest, yes. yes. Jalen. I just I mean, ruined lunchtime. Uh, I think you've elevated. I'm, I'm actually hungry now. Oh, we can get you some food if you'll eat on air, but Zach has a no eating on television. He has done it before. There's no way to look good once. eating. He's done it once before. I think that we can challenge. I think that sitting next to Mark Jones, you would look good eating on television, Ooh, that's Zach. That's, we'll make that's, it happen. That's, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Mark Jones is, is the voice of the NBA on ESPN. ESPN, but he is also the voice of the Sacramento Kings. And last night you called your game against the Celtics, yeah. a Kings game against the Celtics. So let's go there now. And why am I going to call this highlight when I have you here, Mark Jones, to break down De'Aaron Fox and the Kings hosting Jason Tatum and the Celtics? Yeah, it had a great playoff vibe to it, Malika. When you look at the Celtics, number two, Jason Tatum coming in, 30 points a game. And a great test, albeit on the second night of a back-to-back. De'Aaron was on his game early, and it was interesting to see how they were going to do offensively and whether, you know, Boston could take them out of their stuff on the defensive end. Jalen Brown is a handful, and everybody knows that this guy right here, Domas Sabonis, another triple-double. I mean, what, it must be Wednesday if he's notching another one, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And then Jason Tatum gets it to go. A little and-one action with one second left in the first half of the game. Gets that to drop. It was a close first half, Mark Jones. And then some things started to get off the rails a little bit more. Yeah, they started to get out in the open court a little bit. And Jason Tatum was a man possessed. He made some tweaks to his three-point shot in a couple of pregame workouts and was hitting from the mid-post. And really, Sacramento didn't have anything for him in terms of being able to uh, corral him at the defensive end. And then in the fourth quarter, this is when it's a 15-point game. Jalen Brown, who's been exceptional for Boston, going to work inside, gets it done there. Jalen Brown, once again, Derek White finds Jason Tatum to put the finishing touches on this game. Let's take one more look at that, Janae. Oh, my goodness. This guy, they, they needed this one right here. Confidence booster. Well, after a less-than-stellar 15-point game and their loss to the Jazz, Jason Tatum, he got back to his usual ways, finished with 36 points in the win against Sacramento. He is now 39, has 39 30-point games this season. That matches Larry Bird for the mm. most 30-point games mm. in a season in Celtics history. And I was just sitting next to Mark Jones smiling as he was going through. I will, I will never have that voice. Like, that is just oh, – that, that, that's the good stuff right there. But what stood out to you from last night, Mark? Just, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I, I'll work I, I, on it. I came away from it with the sense that, uh, you know, Sacramento is, is right there, Malika. Mm. Boston has already been there. But I, I think ultimately when it comes to the playoffs that uh, Sacramento is going to have to make some uh, defensive improvement. Um, in the playoffs, we all know that the speed of the game is a little bit different. It slows down a little bit. But the beauty of Mike Brown's uh, read and react conceptual type of offense is that you know, everything starts with movement. Mm. There's not a lot of standing still. There's dribble handoffs. There's back cuts. So there's a lot going on there offensively. And, you know, credit to Boston. They just played better last night. Well, we can't talk about Boston and not talk to our resident Celtic, Big Perk. What did you make of that one? The Celtics in their physicality, right? When Jason Tatum, when he's attacking downhill and playing with force, it's night and day for the Boston Celtics. When they decide to be that team that live by the three, die by the three, 
then all of a sudden it's a different story. But we see this Jason Tatum right here that's attacking the paint, using those wide shoulders, getting to the basket, cutting without the basketball, setting the tone, and playing with that passion, that tenacity. You can see it all in his face. This version of Jason Tatum is what we want to see, is what Celtic fans want to see on a consistent basis. Mm. Well, the Sacramento Kings, though, going back to them for a minute, they're not just a, a sweet story, no, right? No. 16 consecutive losing seasons. They snapped that. 16 consecutive seasons without making the playoffs. They are going to snap that. What's been the key to their success? I think when you look at Sabonis and Fox, that dynamic has really been driving everything. Sacramento, a team that hangs its hat at the offensive end, the number one rated offense, high scoring offense. And uh, Mike Brown, you know, if people were paying attention this summer, uh, he put his offense in with the Nigerian national team. Hmm. Shanae, I know you're feeling that, right? <laughs> they defeated USA Basketball. People thought it was a fluke. It wasn't, but a lot of the elements in that offense that the Nigerian national team used are the same ones that Sacramento is using in a very prolific way right now, and it's hard to stop them. Mm. Yeah, they're a pain to play against. I talked to Jordy Fernandez, their associate head coach there today in Brooklyn. He said, you know, in the playoffs they say things slow down. We won't slow no. down. We won't slow down. I like it. They play with pace, and they play with pace, to your point, in the half court. Everything they do in the half court is fast. Like, they're hard to play against. It takes, And it starts with the Sabonis dribble handoff game, pick and roll with Fox and the dribble handoff game with Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray. Herter's injured right now. But just, like, all the stuff they can do, you you overplay the, the handoff, he just takes it to the rim and, like, runs you over. He's a beast. And this, just look at all this stuff. Come up the gut of the court instead of the outside. Inside handoff, pick and roll. Sabonis, now you got to send crisis help because he's going to run that dude over. And Harrison Barnes gets a wide-open corner three. He misses, but process. Oh, and he makes it. I thought he missed that one. Sorry, Harrison Makes a lot of those, yeah. <laughs> and just this is, this is the one that I know the Kings internally loved. Keegan Murray getting more aggressive, mixing it up with Domas and back-cutting instead of coming for that handoff. Watch Domas' reaction when he catches Ooh. this. Turns to the bench, pumps his Ooh. fist, and screams. That was a little moment for Keegan Murray, who I think is making a run at first-team All-Rookie. And remember... Mm-hmm. People kind of laughed at the Kings for picking him yeah. over Jaden Ivey. Keegan Murray is a good player. That, that's a great dynamic that you point out there, Zach, between Sabonis and Murray because that's his rook. Mm. And, yep. Perk, you know how important that relationship is when you've got a vet like Sabonis that's not making you get donuts every morning, not making right. you wear the door backpack. Oh, He's okay. encouraging him. <laughs> Sabonis does that for all of his teammates. Uh, Terrence Davis, another guy who is a key part off the bench for Sacramento, encouraging him all the time. And, uh, you know, what Fox has done, I think, though, mm-hmm. has, has really been remarkable. Mike Brown has coached him as hard as De'Aaron's been coached all year. Yeah. And De'Aaron, to his credit, has responded. And Mike will be quick to call De'Aaron out a lot of times in front of the team so everyone else has to fall in line and Fox has been great handling that. Coach of the year. I, I, I'm on that train. Yeah, I'm I a, like that. I yes. mean because we, we think about where they've been at and where they've come to today. Like they've been missing culture. Mike mm-hmm. Brown established it. Like you talk about calling out De'Aaron Fox. That's part of the culture right. Like I'm going to hold you accountable mm-hmm. everybody else go fall in line. As much yeah. as I wish that Mark Jones was just down here to hang out with us. He's actually here oh. on official <laughs> duties as well because the Wild West it continues to take shape. You'll have a call across the street. The Lakers, the Suns. The Lakers are tied for 11th. The Suns have lost four of five. They're still sitting in fourth, though. What do you have your eyes on in this one? Man, I'm going to be watching that guy right there, Devin Booker, coming Mm. off another 40-point game. And I think Phoenix is a team that is ready-made to uh, re-enter KD into the lineup and just take off. I've got them going to the Western Conference Finals and going to the NBA Finals this year. Mm. They were a very tough matchup prior to 
to uh, Sacramento. We played against them um, before the break, right after the break, and Chris Paul is on an upward arc, even though his recent shooting has been down a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I really wanted to say that this matchup really comes down to the bigs. I know that we'll likely see Anthony Davis out there, not sure on the other side of the ball, but this team, the Lakers, they go as AD goes. And it's not just the double-doubles that you think about with Anthony Davis. You want to see those 40-point outbursts, especially without LeBron James. You want to see him dominate. But it really goes as his defense goes. The Lakers, the last three, four years, they've been successful in this recent iteration of LeBron James' career as a defensive team. That is their identity. That is their bread and butter. They have a lot of guys that they acquired after the trade deadline that are defenders, first and foremost. AD is the heart and soul of the defense. He should be. Mm -hmm. So I think if they defend through AD and he, you know, really competes at a high level, that gives the Lakers their best shot. But I do agree that the Suns, I mean, things are looking all right over there. And tonight he should be eating because, as you mentioned, DeAndre Ayton, he is out. This is according to Dwayne Rankin with a right hip contusion. He suffered it last Thursday. And Bismack Miyambo obviously started in his place last time. So this is an opportunity for Anthony Davis here. I'm, I'm just saying, are we going to sit up here and ignore the guy who was getting MVP chance for the Lakers? Oh, should, well, the Re- question is, should Austin Austin Reeves? Reeves be in the starting lineup at this point? Is I mean, a question we're going to get into on ooh, NBA Countdown. Yeah. How's that, how okay. is that for a team? Can I just say that no DeAndre Ayton, as long as Mark Jones is here, that's deleterious. Oh, oh very, very pejorative, very hurtful, yes. Deleterious. Yes. Say it again. Deleterious. <laughs> Zach, I like, I like that. Did you it seems this, like a Mark Jones one. Yeah. Did you do this with your daughter, Sophia, when you guys were on the call together? Were there, was there some vocabulary that went back and forth? I loved this moment, Mark Jones, when you got to call a game next to your daughter. I, I said this on our show before. I don't think I have ever. We've seen brothers call games. We'd seen fathers and sons. I have never seen a father-daughter duo. Guys, it was right up there with being able to call the NBA Finals last year. My daughter, Sophia, her middle name should be League Pass because <laughs> – she stays up and watches throughout her adult life. Has Sophia's watched, better. Yeah, and Sophia's better. Her middle name leaked back. LP. Like yeah, the LP, LP, there you go. But SLP. <laughs> she'll be sitting down on the couch with me, you know, saying, oh, Daddy, that was a great rip screen. Or, man, they, that was a fantastic pocket pass. They ran zipper that time. Or mm. She just knows the game. She grew up around the game, plays at San Jose State as a yep. sophomore. So that was a highlight for me. But your older daughter's ringtone is what? It is the call. It's, yeah, it's, of, it's the we're a Miami Heat family because we they grew up in Miami. So it's the call of Ray Allen's miraculous game six shot. Every time you call my daughter Glory Jones, you'll hear that when she doesn't answer. I just yeah. I love yeah. that. This is a yeah. basketball family. It's a good yeah. thing that Mark Jones That's is a, not going yeah. anywhere. We have much more to get to with him on NBA Today. Just a reminder, here's our NBA Wednesday doubleheader. It starts in the Lone Star State. Sure. Steph and the Warriors finishing up their five-game road trip against Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and the Mavericks. And then at 4.30, 7.30 Pacific, we have L.A. and A.D. hosting Devin Booker and the Suns. Cover tips with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. This is nuts. This is oh. crazy. Good thing we have Mark Jones to call some dunks for us. Coming up next. I'm taking put... this already for the upper room. We should have too late. Him. I texted him last night. Too late. <laughs> Let's check out last night's one top play brought to you by Uber One. Donovan Mitchell, I'm so sorry, Utah. Uh, don't do it to him. Oh! My goodness. Um. <laughs> I mean, it was the dunk of the night, and then I saw Paul George's 360, but whoo Take it from me. Donovan different this year. Let's take a listen to Donovan Mitchell talking about the slam after the game. But everybody's reaction, they kept right in the timeout, was like, that's your best one. And I saw it, and 
it's up there. I don't know if it's my best one, but it's definitely up there. Um, I have to go look at it and uh, check it out. He doesn't know if it's the number one dunk, but don't worry, Donovan. We got you. We have a very special top of the top sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Just of your top ducks. Mark Jones, would you like to call the first one? Let's let you look a little on this one. Donovan Mitchell. He called it one of his best. This is another one. One of my favorites right here. Donovan here against the Knicks. Watch him. Donovan Mitchell snakes the screen. Spins like a DJ. Oh, he took Hartenstein's heart away. He said he took Hartenstein's heart away. Like this is Let's see what else Donovan Mitchell has for us. Reacting on the fly here. Oh yeah, who could forget this one? This is his rookie year, right? Oh! Nobody boxed him out. Boxed him out. Like, you're like oh, wow. you No, just box him out. Everyone's standing there <laughs> yeah. doing nothing. Nobody out no more. I think this is what Jazz Nation, led by producer Condis, was all in on the Utah Jazz. It was that moment. Oh, right over the top mm. of Lonzo Ball there. And then, once again, with the Jazz. Sorry, Chanae. Oh, I mean, like, you could have a whole <laughs> mixtape on everybody getting career highs and getting highlights. Oh, the Rockets this is the Rockets playoffs? glory days yeah. right here. This, this is, is glory playoffs. days, Rockets. Oh, wait, sorry. Was... I thought this was this year. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's Capella. He's, he's not a Jazz anymore. Put them all out. There's a reason. Okay. You just, you just saw so... the Rockets. You started yeah. to squint and look away. Yeah. We know that you're guarding yourself. I am guarding got into the play. Yeah, he got a piece, too. Well, and then. Forgive me. Once again. Flying charter. And then we would be remiss not to show this. Uh, Miami. Uh-oh. 2018. Uh-oh. This happened in Dade County. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you oh. know which one I'm talking about, it, Mark. Oh yes, it was. Donovan, oh, <laughs> it's that humidity that got Miami that night. No, uh, it was Donovan oh, Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, it's the humidity. That's what gets Donovan. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah. now that we've seen them all, Zach, where are we putting the one from last night? Best, close. I'm just, I think we should have a league-wide non-aggression pact against Yuta Wananabe. <laughs> like, enough dunking on Yuta Wananabe. I think that one might be the we best We didn't show one. the Anthony Edwards Well, one. good. That should be part of the non-aggression was, pact. But I, I would rank last night's the best. We practice kindness here. We yeah. practice consideration People here. People got families. We also, yeah. we are also very, very petty. So, what was, the word, what was the word you used earlier, Zach? Deleterious. Deleterious. I hear that we have a new character of Kendrick Perkins coming out today. It's Perks oh boy. Poetry Ooh. Day. Mark Jones, you got to stick around for Ooh. this one. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sit Perks. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. I missed World Poetry's Day yesterday, so I had to get in my bag. When the world expects you to zig, Big Perk likes to zag. They say I have a way with words, so check this poem out right here. Cause when I get finished, you'll be calling me the Black Shakespeare. It's three weeks to the playoffs, and it will be drama indeed. I stand by my title pick of Philly, led by Harden and Embiid. The C's and Bucks have left the Eastern Conference just small, Richard's calves aren't too bad either. Oh, by the way, bro, you still ball. Out west, the Kings keep lighting the beam up like no other. Finally rolling into the playoffs like their NorCal big brother. Speaking of the dubs, has the dynasty finally fallen? 
Can't count them out just yet. On the big stage, they always balling. Down in Hollywood, the script will be something to see. Will it be a storybook ending for Austin Reeves or LeBron in AD? In my home state of Texas, plenty of riveting TV. Not talking about the Spurs or the Rockets, but of course, Luka and Kyrie. The book and CP can't wait to play with their new top toy. But KD's home debut still awaits because of that dang mock boy. I didn't forget about the Thunder, Knicks, Wolves, or the Heat. I wasn't wasting my breath about teams that will be beat. When I check my Twitter, those team fans will be in the tizzy. But make no mistake, I feel the same way about Denver and the Grizzlies. Some other team playoff chances have long been very gone. I hope you get Wimbenyamba, and to then, carry the hell on. <laughs> I mean, when you said, they say I have a way with words, so check this poem right here, because when I get finished, you'll be calling me the Black Shakespeare? Yeah. You went right for Shakespeare. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, you ain't yeah. the highest no, 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 this was not Maya Angelou. Right to the top. This was, he was like, <laughs> And you got to reach it. It's the beret for me, bro. Yeah, you had the whole package up. And you had the you had the beard glistening yeah, and everything. The, the angles and everything, every angle. Do you it perform was, at bars ever, like a poetry slam? He I will mean, now. I mean, you know, you gotta jump outside your comfort zone I, I, every yeah. now. And I gotta every. say though, Perk, you didn't forget about the Thunder, the Knicks, the Wolves, the Heat, because those teams will be beat. Bam. I mean, I got to keep it real. And the Richard Lyon calling him, I mean, yeah, where is Richard? Gotta stay pity. Like, he just stopped even, <laughs> he stopped even showing. I mean, one more, snaps for Perk. I mean, beautiful, spoken word. You snap it for yourself. Zach's finding a rhythm with it. Um, let's get a couple more snaps for tonight's games on our air because I don't want to underscore. Zach, the, the, the Warriors and the Mavs, you said earlier today, that this is the biggest game of the regular season. Biggest game of the season so far. The Warriors are a game up on the Mavs in the win column, tied in the loss column. The tiebreaker between them gets decided tonight. Mm. Think of what these teams have at stake. The Warriors are defending champions. The Mavericks just lost Jalen Brunson, traded a bunch of stuff for Kyrie, who can be in free agency. Neither of those teams want to be in the play-in. Tonight mm -hmm. is a huge game. You've seen the Mavs uh, up close yes. a couple of times recently this season. What's sticking out to you about what they need to do tonight, Mark? I think they need uh, a lot of help, especially at the defensive end. I don't know. I think it's too late to plug that. They've got to be able to have other guys like Hardaway Jr. be significant contributors at a time when Kyrie and Luke are less than optimum. And then the other game on on our air, the Suns and the Lakers. You said that you were keeping an eye on Anthony Davis in this one. On the other side, what are you watching today? Honestly, I think the Suns are not in a horrible position right now. I mean, you think yeah. about when they get healthy, they're going to feel like, hey, we didn't slip too far in the standings. We're not one of those teams that we've been talking about in the wild, wild mm -hmm. west. I think they're good. They just want to make sure they win the games that they're supposed to win, and they can definitely beat these Lakers squad. Perk, what are you watching in that one? I'm going for the Lakers defense overall. I think they have established their identity defensively, although offensively they struggle at times but I just want to see Anthony Davis continue to impose his will yep. like demand the ball want the ball like I'm watching him rim run and seal with a purpose I'm mm. watching him swing it to me give it to me let me go to work and let me create for others like that's the AD I want to see. Carl Anthony Towns also returns to action John Morant big night tonight Mark yes. what's the word that you want Perk to get in on countdown tonight what, what do we what do we what's the homework here uh, on countdown Magisterial. Oh, 
Magisterial. 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 All right, we're going we're gonna to get that in on NBA Countdown. The four of us will be back then. Mark Jones will have the call tonight. We'll see you.